love that song and the message of that song, and that's something constantly we need to be reminded of. I've shared that uh, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays, and uh, I, I think it uh, it really, uh, many fond family memories uh, just growing up and even with my own family and children and, and uh, some precious, uh, precious times together as a family, and God's been so good, so gracious in, in all of that, and I'm so thankful for uh, for that privilege and what God has given to us uh, the year. And I'm thankful for the just the privilege of, um, of uh, just a church that God's given and how, how good God has been to us. Uh, we're going to be in Psalm 136, but before we go to Psalm 136 tonight, I want to uh, look at a couple of scriptures, and I want to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 18 the Bible tells us, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And then we, um, we look at um, in the book of Philippians and uh, chapter 4. Uh, Philippians is one of the most uh, rejoicing books in the Bible. And uh, just uh, so many uh, principles that uh, Paul from the prison house shares. And in Philippians 4, verse number 6, this statement is, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And we've been uh, putting that into practice in our school the last couple of mornings. And, and uh, we've just come in place of devotion times uh, after we've gone through our pledges. Uh, we've just taken some time uh, to give thanks and uh, just to pray and thank the Lord. And that's something that's constantly to, to be before us, a constant reminder of, uh, of just maintaining grateful, thankful hearts in our lives. Um, let's go to, the, uh, to Psalm 136. And uh, we read a lot of verses on Sunday night, and that was really a neat service and just uh, really didn't do a lot of preaching, but uh, gave you an opportunity to give thanks. And we read a lot of verses and uh, I'm not going to read all of those verses tonight. If you want a list of some of the verses that, that we read, I can get you that list. And it would be good for you just to, uh, to look these up on your own uh, there. But uh, Psalm 136, I call this the Thanksgiving song. Uh, and if you would uh, stand with me, let's read just a few of the verses. And then we're going to come back and look at some thoughts out of this psalm here tonight. And then, again, give you an opportunity tonight to express thankfulness. And we're going to kind of give you an outline of some things that you can be thankful for. Uh, Psalm 136, we read in verse number 1, as it states, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. And you'll find in all 26 verses the uh, statement, for his mercy endureth forever. And then the psalm closes in verse number 26, O give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. And what we're going to do tonight is we're going to come back and look at just kind of the outline of this psalm, and this will give you an outline for Thanksgiving, and uh, just an outline that you can put into practice some things that uh, you ought to, to day by day purpose to be grateful unto the Lord. This will give you an outline of gratefulness unto the Lord. You'll join me. Let's go to the Lord in, in prayer, and uh, we so need him tonight, and I'm grateful uh, for his goodness unto us. Father, I thank you. What a privilege it is uh, tonight to be in this place, and Lord, to uh, just take some time, just take a moment to 
be grateful. Take a moment as we look at this psalm and I'll give thanks unto the Lord. And I pray that uh, you would turn our hearts and our minds towards you. And God, that you would be uplifted, glorified, honored in everything uh, here tonight. We so need you and our hearts need to be turned uh, often to this uh, very principle that you put over and over in the word of God. Help us tonight, we pray in Jesus' wonderful, precious name. Amen. And you may be seated tonight. As you're seated, I want you to keep your place in Psalm 136. I'd like you for a moment, though, to go with me uh, to Psalm 103. Now, the Bible speaks uh, every verse that God is merciful unto us. And uh, that word merciful means uh, the act of, of really uh, sparing. We deserve God's judgment. And yet God has been merciful. He's good, merciful to the saved and to the unsaved alike. And uh, he's compassionate, tender. He's of great pity uh, toward us. And if we look in Psalm 103, uh, we read in verse number 8, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger. In verse number 8, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins. Aren't you grateful for that tonight? Uh, nor hath he rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. And these are principles that God uh, sets forth here uh, of the mercy of the Lord. The, the Lord is merciful. And uh, I love this particular psalm. And he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. Now go back with me to Psalm 136, and Psalm 136, uh, we'll find here in this, uh, this first three verses, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And isn't the Lord good? In fact, uh, you can add another O to God and you get good. And uh, God is good. He's uh, good to us. And every good gift uh, comes from above. Every good thing that has ever happened in your life is God's goodness unto you. And uh, the day-by-day -day, uh, provision of the Lord, the day-by-day -day direction of God, God is good. And as you read through this psalm in verse number uh, 2, O give thanks unto the God of gods. In verse number 3, O give thanks to the Lord of lords. Not only is God good, but God is great. And uh, when the Bible speaks of, uh, of the gods, uh, he's the God of the gods. And, and of course, we know there's only one God. And often the, the term gods is used of magistrate uh, leaders. And, and God is above all. He's God in heaven. He's God on earth below. And, and uh, he's uh, God. He's great. And authority is above all. Uh, every knee will bow before him. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Uh, he is uh, the God of the governors, he's God of the kings, he's God of, uh, of lords of all sorts, and uh, he's great in his power, and yet he's merciful through it all. And uh, this thought of his mercy, his goodness, his greatness is developed uh, throughout this psalm. And I want to give this to you tonight as an outline for gratefulness, something that you can take on Thanksgiving and just uh, take an opportunity uh, to spend some time being grateful unto the Lord for who he is. Uh, verses 4 through 9 of Psalm 136 speak of God's creation. Uh, we can be grateful, thankful for creation, for what God has given. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day utter a speech, night unto night showeth knowledge. As you look at, uh, at God's creation, uh, notice in verse number 4, and it speaks of, of uh, this grateful heart for his creation. To him who alone doeth 
great wonders. Uh, have you ever thought about the vast expanse of our universe? I, I did just a little research, and uh, they, they tell us that there are 170 billion galaxies. That's at least that number of galaxies. That's a lot of, of galaxies. Uh, our solar system and our planet dwells in what is known as the Milky Way galaxy. And uh, they tell us the Milky Way galaxy is 100,000 light years across. And that's the distance that it takes light to travel in a year. And our galaxy is 100,000 light years across. Uh, just as a, an illustration, I think it takes nine minutes for the light to come from the sun to us. And we're talking 100,000 light years in distance. Uh, our sun, our, our, our Milky Way galaxy, contains somewhere between 100 to 400 billion stars. Okay, that's just one galaxy, and there are 170 billion galaxies, and our galaxy contains 100 to 400 billion stars, and our galaxy is not even uh, close to being the largest galaxy. Uh, now, our sun is 109 times larger than the Earth. And the largest sun or star that we're aware of is 1,700 times larger than our sun. And uh, I mean, just that blows my mind when you think about the size and the expanse of the universe. And it's no wonder the Bible says, to him who alone doeth great wonders. Now, we don't know how far this thing goes. We don't know how big this thing is. It's beyond the comprehension of any of us, the ways of God are so much higher than the ways of man. Man is finite, God is infinite, and uh, God is everywhere present, and he's all-knowing, and he's all-wise, omniscient, and, and so it's just so far beyond the ability of mankind. Now, that's, uh, it's large, and we don't know how big it gets, but on the other end of the spectrum, we don't know how small it gets. Now, I learned in, in chemistry in high school that... Um, the atom is the basic building block of, uh, of everything. And a typical human being, this is how small an atom is, a typical human being uh, has 7 billion, billion, billion atoms. Okay, That's uh, 7 followed by 27 zeros. So you're made up of a lot of atoms. Uh, that means a lot of little small particles are making you up. But they also tell us the atom can be broken down into even smaller particles, neutrons and electrons and photons. And uh, they tell us that the photon, now think about this, uh, an atom is very small, but uh, uh, the photons uh, are even smaller than the atom. And a photon, they tell us, is made up of quarks and leptons. And, uh, and then they tell us it gets even smaller than that, if we could actually see how small all of this gets. And uh, we don't know how small it gets. Uh, I mean, it's just beyond the comprehension of man. We don't know how big this thing gets. We don't know how small it is. And all I can say to you is God's good. He's great. And uh, the Bible says in verse number four again, to him who alone doeth great wonders. But you'll notice in verse number five, to him that by wisdom made the heavens. Have you ever thought about the wisdom of creation, uh, the order, all of the forces working together? gravity and mass and the tilt of the earth and the distances of all of the planets and the distance from the sun and the distance uh, between the earth and the moon and, and all of it uh, perfectly placed together and the rotation of the earth and the movements of all of the planets and uh, our sun, uh, our, our uh, earth is, is rotating 
uh, 24 hours, uh, uh, spins around. And in addition to that, we're rotating around the sun. In addition to that, our, uh, our solar system is rota rotating. In addition to that, the uh, Milky Way galaxy is continuously rotating and moving. And, and God put all of this thing together in great wisdom. Uh, the proper distances, the, the proper makeup of everything. Uh, you see, God is the greatest mathematician. And I, I like math, uh, but boy, when I think about the scale of all of this and what God put together, uh, what a mathematician God is, all-knowing in every detail. In verse number 6, to him that stretched out the earth above the waters. And I read at one point that uh, the, the sea has the right balance of salts and the right chemical makeup to kind of clean up this earth and uh, keep everything cleansed and to keep uh, uh, within the ocean the currents and to keep all the water fresh and, and then how the precipitation comes and then the rain comes to the earth and the uh, floods come down from the mountains and back into the oceans and then the precipitation takes it back up again and this cycle uh, that God has made, he put it all together and he put the proper balance between land and sea and uh, no wonder to him that stretched out the earth above the waters. In verse number 7, to him that made great lights. And uh, we know of the verse that says, let there be lights. And there was lights. And it was made by the very word of God. And we know, of course, that God is light. And I'm grateful for light. Uh, I think I mentioned it Sunday night, but my wife uh, says to me, here the other day, I can't see in our garage. The light has gone out. And so we had to open the door to be able to see in the garage. And uh, there was no light. I'm grateful for light. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, a light goes out and it's darkness. And uh, yet God made the great lights. But then he goes on to say in verse number 8, the sun to rule the day. And then verse number 9, the moon and the stars to rule by night. And you think about just the stars and the sky. You ever go out and, and just look out at night and you see all the stars. And uh, again, we, we see such a small portion of what really is. And the bigger the microscope or the telescopes we develop, uh, the further we realize it goes. But uh, God knows all the stars by name. And uh, he put them in the sky. He made them almost as if he, he just spoke them into being. And he knows them all by name. I believe God put all of that in the sky just to show us what a great God he is, what a powerful God he is. Uh, you know, to me, it, it is so evident this is not an accident. This didn't just happen. Uh, this is not some explosion that took place and everything put into place in order in a fashion. No, this is the miracle of God. And so as you thank the Lord, take some time to be grateful for his creation. Now, we've not even touched a, a small scale uh, of how great his creation is. What a wonderful, wonderful God. Uh, then we look at verses 10 through 15. And I want to relate this to salvation. He talks in particular of God's deliverance of the children of Israel from Egypt. But that deliverance is a beautiful, wonderful picture of salvation. God, by a miracle, by a strong, stretched-out hand, delivered his people out of the land of Egypt. It was a miracle that took place. And you read of the plagues that God brought upon Egypt. And you read of all the, the things that God performed to deliver his people. 
Uh, let's, let's just read uh, verse 10. I, I'll read uh, through this. Uh, we'll just skip the, the, his mercy endureth forever. But verse 10, to him that smote Egypt and their firstborn, that was the tenth of the plagues, and brought out Israel from among them, Verse 12, with a strong hand, with a stretched out arm, to him which divided the Red Sea into parts and made Israel to pass through the midst of it, but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. He's describing that mighty miracle of his deliverance. But that miracle of deliverance is a beautiful picture of salvation. If you've been saved tonight, you've been forgiven, you've been delivered. It's a miracle, a miracle of redemption. See, God delivered us from the hand of Satan. And in the Bible, Pharaoh was a type of Satan. He's a picture of Satan. And, and uh, Pharaoh held the nation of Israel in bondage. And that's what Satan did to you. He held you in bondage. And you were lost and on the road to hell. And uh, you were a servant of Satan. You were his, uh, you were, he was your taskmaster. And uh, he's not a very good taskmaster. And, uh, the children of Israel, they sighed and they cried by reason of their bondage. And God uh, raised up a deliverer, sent Moses. And that's what God did. He heard the cry of a lost and dying world, lost and headed for hell. And in that cry, that sigh, uh, by reason of the bondage, God sent the great deliverer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Moses was only a type or a picture of him, but Jesus Christ, the great redeemer. And so if you have been saved, you've been redeemed, you've got so much to be grateful for. It was a miracle how God parted the Red Sea, how God then defeated Pharaoh in the midst of that Red Sea. All of that pictures and types of the wonderful gift of salvation that God has given to you tonight. So as you thank the Lord this Thanksgiving, take some time to be grateful for your salvation. Uh, thanking the Lord for that wonderful gift. Thank Him for His creation. Every need of man has been provided for. God was merciful in this creation. And thank Him for salvation and what He's done for you. But it doesn't stop with you. Give you some more things you can be grateful for. You can be thankful for His guidance in your life. And notice in verse number uh, 15, uh, verse 16, uh, to Him which led His people through the wilderness. See, not only did God deliver them out of the land of Egypt, but he led them. And what a miracle. I've been reading in the book of Numbers and just reading how the Lord led them by a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire and how the Lord just each step of the way and, and the Lord would remove his presence from a place and deliver the children of or to, uh, guide the children of Israel to a new location. And, and the book of Numbers gives all of those different locations where the children of Israel uh, during their wilderness journey spent their time. Uh, God's guidance, God's leading and and aren't you grateful for the leading hand of God? Uh, if you're saved, you can look back over your life and you can say as the, as the songwriter, all the way my Savior leads me. What have I to ask beside? He's been good. You're here at church tonight. He led you and uh, placed you into this ministry and placed you uh, into this place. He led you and, and uh, led you and directed your life in so many capacities. And that's a picture. You can be grateful for that guiding hand of God. 
I shared, I visited today uh, Charles Maestas there in Albuquerque, and do pray for him, by the way, and just lift him up unto the Lord. But uh, uh, my life verse is, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I can look back over my life so thankful for God's guidance, for his direction in so many capacities, and uh, just uh, taking me to school and uh, showing me who my wife was to be and uh, guiding here to Valley Bible Baptist. And I can look back all the way my Savior leads me. The pillar of cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, and God's uh, presence uh, going before. But then it continues on. We can be grateful for that. But then God has a plan. He has a purpose, and he guides in all of this. And notice in verse number 17. Let's just read this next section. To him which smote great kings... And slew famous kings, Sion, the king of the Amorites, and Og, the king of Bashan, that was the king of the giants uh, there, and gave their land for an heritage, even an heritage unto Israel, his servant. See, salvation is only the beginning, and God begins a work then of sanctification, and uh, he wants to mold us and make us into the image of Jesus. And, and what I find here is these victories that God gave as he begins to deliver kings into their hands. And uh, really a picture in our life that uh, what God does is not only does he save us, but he begins to deliver those strongholds in our life and those things and uh, areas of your life that maybe you were in bondage and there were areas where uh, the old devil had built uh, maybe a, a tower in your life and uh, and uh, then the Lord comes along and gives victory and, and helps you, uh, sanctifies you, molds you into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was thinking back uh, not long ago, just uh, when I got saved, I listened to the wrong kind of music. I was listening to music that uh, wasn't godly, wasn't honoring the Lord. And then God began to, to convict me about that music. And, and so I thought, I, I, and I found this, by the way, for every sound in the world, you can find a so-called Christian sound. Now, that doesn't mean it's necessarily Christian. It's like having a Christian bar. You can't have a Christian bar, a Christian rock, and all of that. And, and there's just a false concept. But I, I listen to the wrong music. But I look, and I'm thankful God was so patient with me. And how God began to bring conviction and began to guide and began to deal with my heart and, and uh, began to cleanse in some areas. And that's the picture of the kings that God uh, delivered into the hand of Israel. And, uh, isn't it good how God changes us and convicts us? And I've laughed many times and got to tell this uh, at Brother Salcedo's funeral because he, he uh, had shared this story with me over and over and after he got saved, he had, he had served in the Vietnam War. And then after he got saved, uh, as he was home, and um, he, he was a chain smoker. And uh, he, um, God was convicting him. And the story is, uh, as God convicted him, he, he would uh, be driving along and he would throw the cigarettes out the window. And then he would pull up to the next gas station, go in and buy another pack of cigarettes. And he would start smoking and then come under conviction. And he would throw that pack out. And he said by the time he get home, he threw it four times. He would stop and buy a pack of cigarettes, throw it out the window, buy another pack, throw it out the window. And, and just the conviction that God brought to his life. But the victory that God gave the kings that were defeated as God delivered. And Bashan, Og, the king of Bashan. And you read about him, his bed was about 13 and a half feet long. Now we're talking, this was a tall glass of water. He's a big boy. And uh, God delivered the nation of Israel out of his hand. And you know, sometimes in your life, there's some giants. 
There are some things that you think you can never get victory over, but how good God is in giving the victory. You've got a lot to be grateful for in those victories, the guidance of God that God gives. In verse number 22 again, see, even in heritage unto Israel, his servant. And that's a picture of the victorious, fruitful Christian life. And uh, the Lord not only has come that you might have life, but that you might have it more abundantly. And God not only wants you to be saved, but he wants you to know the joyful, abundant Christian life and uh, the victory of a walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he again delivers those things into your life, into your hand. Uh, it's a miracle what God does beyond salvation. And you can be thankful for God's guidance and God's purpose and that plan that God has for you. Notice in verse number 23, uh, verse 23, who remembered us in our lowest state. Has God ever remembered you in your lowest state? You ever uh, feel like uh, you were down so low that there was no way to look but up? And you ever come to the place, uh, as the Lord says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you? And every one of us are going to go through some low estates or some difficult times. The children of Israel, uh, they went through times where they faced battles. They faced times there was no water, there was no food. Uh, and God provided, he delivered them in their low estates. And God's good to us in the midst of that. And you remember this, casting all your care upon him for he cared for you. And if it is a concern to you, it's a concern for God. And you can cast it upon him. And remember those times where God has delivered you out of, uh, out of that, uh, that time. And you've never been out of his care. Uh, verse number 24, redeemed us from our enemies. And uh, we have a, a powerful enemy, but the Lord has redeemed us. In verse number 25, he states here, who giveth food to all flesh. Don't forget that tomorrow. Uh, when you eat that turkey, okay, God gave you that turkey. He gave food to all flesh. And, uh, oh, that cranberry and uh, the dressing and the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the green bean casserole, and let's not forget the pecan pie and the blueberry pie and, and the cakes and all of the desserts. And uh, isn't that good? Uh, the Lord giveth food to all flesh. And sometimes we've had more food than we really need, but God's given food to the flesh. You ever think about this? Uh, God's eyes, he, he promises to provide uh, for the needs of his, of his people. I was driving, this was back a couple of years ago, and I was driving through a desolate region of New Mexico. There's several of those. And as I'm driving through this desolate desert region of New Mexico, and uh, I'll just point out to where it is, and you know what I'm talking about. You drive from Pines Corners and go to Vaughn, New Mexico, and you head from Vaughn on to uh, once Roswell. That's pretty desolate. And and uh, it was so funny, Brother Fox, uh, when he was here, he took Brother Wilner, the Haitian national pastor, and they were driving through that, and Brother Wilner thought that was so funny. He just had never seen such barren land like that. And, and uh, desolate region. But as I'm driving through this desolate region of New Mexico, I'm noticing there's grass. And then I look and there's cactus. And then I begin to see there's some antelope. And then I began to look, and there are rabbits. And there are all kinds of animals. And I'm thinking there are probably bugs out there and snakes out there in the middle of the field. And, and all of this, it's a desolate area of New Mexico, but you have all this life. 
And then I thought about it, the antelope out there, how, how do they live? Well, who gives them their food? God does. And who provides for them? And how do the snakes eat out there? They find some mice. And how do the mice eat out there? Well, there's some grass seed, and the mice uh, get to eat the seed. And uh, where does the water come from? God sends water from the heavens, and he provides for all of the needs. Isn't the Lord so good? And you think about this. If the Lord cares for all of the lilies of the fields and the birds of the air, and he takes care of all of them, how much more precious are you in his sight? And so as you look about this, who giveth food to all flesh. So we have so much to be grateful for. As you look at this psalm, it gives you an outline. This creation, what a marvelous, wonderful creation. His salvation, he's so good. His guidance and leading in your life. His protection, his victories. And the plans that he has for you, and the victorious Christian life that he offers to you, his times that he's been so near during your lowest state, when you were down at the bottom, he cares for you in your lowest state. And who giveth food to all flesh? Tomorrow you're going to eat. And it was God that gave it to you. And let's be grateful for that. And it's no wonder that he closes this psalm. Verse 26. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. Now, before I close out, I want you to go back to 2 Chronicles. I want to look at two passages. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. This was the dedication of the temple. Solomon's temple, 2 Chronicles chapter number 7 at this dedication, uh, this thought, you know, the Bible says that we're to give thanks unto the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. At the dedication of the temple, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, I want you to see this in verse number 3. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. The very words of the psalm that we just read, he is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. This is at the dedication of the temple and the Shekinah glory of God filled the temple. I want to encourage you tomorrow to take some time, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, his mercy endureth forever. And wouldn't it be a blessing if tomorrow as you have time with your family, with a grateful heart, the very presence of God would be real as he was in the temple. And by the way, the temple is a picture of your heart when Jesus Christ indwells it. Second Chronicles chapter 20. One of my favorite stories. This is the life of Jehoshaphat. He's been surrounded by enemy. And then the Lord tells him, you're not going to need to fight in this battle. You stand still and see the salvation of the Lord tomorrow. Go out against them. And so uh, Jehoshaphat obeyed without weapons of war. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the casting down of strongholds and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And I want you to see this 
in the midst of this statement. In verse number 20, they rose up early in the morning, and they're obeying God. And they went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa, and as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, and he appointed singers unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of holiness, as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord, and do you see this again? His mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Moab, Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, uh, which were uh, come against Judah, and they were smitten. So I'm going to encourage you tomorrow to put into practice this and to do what uh, Solomon did when he dedicated the temple, to do what uh, Jehoshaphat did when he went forth against the enemy, and to do what Psalm 136 tells you to do. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And uh, tomorrow, put that into practice. And when Jehoshaphat put that into practice, the Lord set ambushments against the enemy as they began to praise the Lord. There is power in praise. That's one of the weapons of your warfare that God has given to you uh, and uh, for, your, uh, for your victory. Praising the Lord, thanking the Lord. Take the time to do so tomorrow. Now, with that, what I want to do is before we close, we're going to have an invitation in just a moment. But I want to give you an opportunity to give thanks unto the Lord. We did that on Wednesday, Sunday rather, and it was precious. But maybe somebody here tonight, as you think about what God has been and what God has done for you,